0: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. Today's conversation is exciting. I always love to sit and chat with Jacinda Jacobs. She is one, very high energy, but two, just constantly full of good information, good advice, and great ideas. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. Rapid fire questions and just tons of information. We're going to be chatting with Jacinda Jacobs of Uniquely Qualified. She's an author. She's an event host. She's just an exciting individual. So grab a cup of coffee, maybe two, and get ready for this conversation.
1: We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes. And it's time for a coffee break. A
0: coffee break. Oh, oh, yeah. Jacinda, welcome. Thank you for coming back. It's been a while. I don't know when the last time you were here, but things have changed a little bit for us. So. A little.
1: A little. <laughs> we're in this amazing studio with high-quality mics and cameras. We had a GoPro last time.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's all up from here, right? Graduated. Uh, graduated. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been a it's been a crazy year for us as as well as you. We'll talk about that a little bit. But before we do that, it's rapid fire. We have to get into that. Five randomly selected questions just to get under your skin with unknown point values. Are you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Uh, the zombie apocalypse is happening. Yep. Who are the three people that you want on your team?
1: My mama, my husband, and my dog.
0: Your dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is counting as a person. I
1: can't leave him out here. I can't leave him out here to fend for himself.
0: Uh, but that's what they do, though. That's
1: <laughs> No, no he's coming with me. Okay. Now, the real question is I have three dogs. Which one? Oh,
0: <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, pick one of there. All right, number two, what's your favorite sandwich and why?
1: I, so I'm a sandwich queen. Okay. FYI, I make the best sandwiches. Okay. Currently, I don't eat meat, so it would be tons of veggies on this bad boy, and you would love it. Even yep. if you're a meat eater and you're a carnivore person, yep. you would still love my veggie sandwich.
0: Salad between breads.
1: Salad between, and it's so good. Mm-mm-mm. It's like it's like Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. you know, Mike's way, just on a thousand.
0: My uh, my wife got into making some sandwiches. This like I guess it was the end of summer. It was early fall. I don't know what that series will be. Anyways, we were spending a lot of time outdoors, and so she was making these sandwiches, and it was like this whole grain bread with some cucumbers,
1: yes, right, yes all yes, this Jessica, stuff, yes. hummus.
0: All yes. this, it was—it's was pretty impressive. I'm telling
1: you, I am a queen. Okay. When you want a sandwich, you let me know. Okay. I got you. I've mastered it.
0: All right. Did you bring one today?
1: I didn't know <laughs> so, we were ta- going to talk about sandwiches, <laughs> but I will do that next time. I—it okay. literally is an art. Yes, it is because it's your palate and how you taste things in that order.
0: And sandwiches are always better if somebody else makes them for you. I just <laughs> I just, wouldn't know. <laughs> that's just that's just facts. Number three, uh, do you think you could live without your smartphone or other technology for twenty four hours?
1: Of course. Really? Yeah, I try to detach as it is because I mm-hmm. mean we're all all, t-
0: all technology.
1: All of, hold on yeah, now. All, all technology. I'm gonna, hold on, let me rethink. Yes, okay. only if I'm going camping. Oh. Like, it has to be, a you know, we're all doing it, and then we're having fun. But if it's, like, just you me go, you go by camping? myself, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an outdoorsy girl. I love being outdoors. I'm that, I'm that girl in the summertime. I'm like, let's put the blanket in the backyard and look at the stars. Like, that's me. Hmm. My family doesn't get down with that. Uh, okay, okay. Um, okay. But, no, I, I could definitely do it. 24 hours, yes. When you start getting into, like, seven days or yeah. a month, you kind of lose me there. Yeah. I got to check in.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I could go 24 hours. I did go camping really? one time. Yeah, I don't know that I could do it.
1: Because camping, especially, you have to detach. Like, yeah, like,
0: that's one of the reasons I didn't like it.
1: And no showers too.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was just a, it was tent camping, and it was just there was, there was no good things about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you sound like my husband, Flytie. He, he's like, we don't do this. Yeah, we don't do this where I come from.
0: I, I, yeah, that is totally, anyways, all right, number four, uh, you can have a, an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what is it?
1: Coffee. Coffee. I love coffee, I really, really do, and I tried to put myself through, I've done it before, I did 40 days of no coffee torture Mm -hmm. torture and i tried to do it again recently and by the second week i was just like you know what why am i doing this to myself this is dumb (laughs) who came up with this rule and i just and i i went back
0: yeah i mean coffee is a natural thing it's from the earth it's from the earth it's like (laughs) (laughs) why deny yourself i
1: would say coffee
0: all right well that's a that's a good thing we can help with that uh last one what is the most out of character thing that you've ever done
1: most out-of-character thing. So this is a tough one. You're catching me off guard on this because nothing's really too crazy. I've done all and said all the crazy things, mm-hmm. and that's not crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So most out-of-character would probably be if there was ever a moment that I cried in front of people because I'm not a big crier. Okay. So, yeah. So And this was kind of recently then. Now I'm, I'm trying to get my wheels to spin here. Recently I was at a... Uh, like a give back event, it was outside. Okay. during COVID. Yeah. And the and I started feeling like my emotions, like kind of going there, and I'm like, "Whoa, what is this, Jay?" Because usually I'm not that in tune or in touch with my. I'm like this this man girl. Sure. If that makes sense, okay? I always say that I'm the man in the relationship. My husband's the wife because he cries on every movie, and I'm like, "What are you crying for?" Man up! And I started feeling these emotions well up inside of me. I'm like, "What is going on? What is happening to yeah. you, Jay?" And I get up to give my speech, and I just started crying and. My whole team was like, we weren't prepared for that. And I said, neither was I. That's probably out of character for me to cry. Showing
0: emotions publicly. In front of people. Yeah. Yeah, who does that? A lot of people do, but... <laughs> a lot of I,
1: normal people, I, not me. I,
0: I can understand that. That, would, that <laughs> I'm would, not
1: normal. I'm weird. Yeah.
0: Eh, well, I, w- I don't know. I'd say that. It's just, it, it. if you're not used to doing it and then it happens, everybody's like, whoa, what in the world just happened? And that's
1: what it was. Yeah. And I'll be honest. So, you know, we do Bible studies. Me and my husband have a ministry mm-hmm. and there have been plenty of times that I've been in environments and everyone's crying. I mean, like tears are coming and there have been times... This is bad to say that I've been like, Lord, God, just give me one tear. Just just let one come down so I could fit in right now because I'm looking around and everyone's like just going and I'm I'm the only one that's like I feel
0: like I'm supposed to be emotional in this situation
1: and nothing's happening. And, you know, you try. So you kind of like wipe under your eye. Nothing's there. You kind of you do one of these (laughs) kind of poke yourself. I'm trying to fit in, but uh, yeah, nothing.
0: I don't know anything about it. That's that's crazy. (laughs) All right. So um, I was thinking through this process. Are you on TikTok?
1: No, okay. I am trying to figure it out.
0: It's it's not worth it. I'm not either. I'm just my wife has. Uh, so I was going to give you a reference. So let me go. Have, you, you've seen Instagram Reels,
1: yeah? It's, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. essentially
0: all of TikToks, right? So you've seen that one where they have uh, that little is do, 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 do.
1: left or right?
0: Yeah, and it's like this is the simple path and then you have yes. the path that goes like this. Yes. So that's the way that I see everything that you and uh, fly tire into all the time. So We're all over. <laughs> it's like yep. trying to figure th- things out. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I've got uh, a couple of notes here and we'll see how close we stay to it throughout the conversation. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At Lockdoc Security, we believe in protected key systems. So you always know who has a copy of your key to find out more, visit LockDock.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDock Security, helping you protect your people, And your property. Number one, one of the things that I saw that you did this year through social media is you changed and you started waking up super early. Are you still doing that?
1: I stopped when I stopped uh, not letting myself drink coffee.
0: Okay. So basically
1: what happened was I started stepping up every area of my life. Yep. And I said, you know, you're not a morning gal, mm-hmm. so let's switch this thing up. And I get up, and I would get up at 4.30 in the morning, and I'm not going to lie, I actually loved it. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I would get up and do a quick workout. I would clean the entire house. I would prepare lunch and breakfast for Fly Tie because he leaves around 5 in the morning. Yep. And I've always wanted to, like, see him out the door, and I would be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Bye, I love you. Turn and, the lights and, off. Yeah, <laughs> turn the lights off. You're making too much noise. And this time I actually... You know, was able to see him off, hug him, pray with him, and stuff like that. So I loved it. But what happened was I started getting too hard on myself. Stop drinking coffee. Wake up at 4.30. Mm. You know, only eat healthy. Only eat vegetable. And I made this long list.
0: Went to the extreme. I went
1: to the extreme. And so what I did... It started overflowing into my husband, into my kids, into my mama. I was just started being mean, you know? He's going to take away my coffee and my wine. Yeah. I just started getting mad. And so he, basically what happened is he just said, just stop it all. Yeah. So I just kind of stopped, and I'm reevaluating where I am and my strength and my obedience. And just you don't have to do all these things to be amazing. Like give yourself some grace sometimes. Sure. But I would still do the 430 when I – get back into a regimen of creating a balance for myself yeah. I will do that because it was something I found out I liked
0: mm-hmm. yeah early morning I think the key to it is lots of coffee I mean you have to that's got to be an element of it so you can't that would be very difficult to say 430 and no coffee two things that you wouldn't want to mix uh, so what were the what were the lessons that you learned through that process just of getting things done it was just a kind of a quieter time for you what's what, what's the takeaway
1: I got so much done. Mm-hmm. And, and I also did something that a lot of other people probably can't do if they attempted this. I went and took a nap at 7 a.m. Okay. And I think some people, when you factor in the 4.30, then it's like, I have to be in at work at 7 or 8 or something, sure. and my day has to go on. I was able to say, you know what? I got everything done. I want to take a nap. And what was great is I would get back up, you know, if I wanted to go do a walk. Now, that's my second workout of the day. You know, once I got into work mm-hmm. around 9 or 10, like everything was kind of done. It just was like you got everything done and it was the house was quiet. You it was peaceful. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that that happened at that time. Yeah. I'm like I had no freaking clue. And so I felt like I just kind of stumbled onto something beautiful. And so I really can't wait to do it again, but to but to to do it in a way of like I You know what? Chad, there were times that I didn't even set my alarm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your body just naturally wakes you up.
1: And I just was like, wow, it's 4.34. Let's do this. Yeah.
0: Now, what time were you going to bed?
1: Hmm, around 9, 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a tad bit earlier. Usually I'm a 10, 11-ish person, so you know, it was a little bit
0: earlier. When I was in high school in my early uh, early adult life, I worked in the world of radio, and I didn't have to be in until noon, so I did like the noon to seven shift.
1: Best show time ever. <laughs>
0: so I had the luxury of waking up whenever I wanted to and just kind of chilling out. And then as life has changed over the years, you know, then I had to start getting up earlier. And I have found, too, that the early morning hours are the most... Productive for me. There's no interruptions. There's no distractions. And it seems like when you get up in the middle of the day, like life has already happened, and then you're just kind of playing catch up rather than being in front of everything. So it's interesting. I read an article the other day about Dolly Parton, and she gets up at 3 a.m. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: 3 a.m. She writes for four hours every morning from 3 to 7, and then she gets up and makes breakfast for her and her husband.
1: See, and When I hear those stories, um, you know, there's this guy, he's called the Hip Hop Preacher. I had a a privilege of meeting him in West Palm Beach. And this was a time that I was doing early morning waking up. Mm -hmm. And I, I got up at this, I was at this hotel, got up early, went jogging on the beach, my All my roommates and everything still sleep and yeah. I'm like sneaking out and I had the privilege of meeting this phenomenal motivational Uh-oh. speaker yeah. and he said the same thing I get up at 3 a.m and he's literally on prayer calls with men from all over the world sure. and he was like, I work out, I talk I listen I you know I spend quiet time he was like, but I have to get up this is my refuel time yeah. I hear so many phenomenal people that have these touch points early in the morning and that's why I'm like, why am I sleeping through this? I need to get a taste <laughs> of that you know yeah. and so it is a little bit of a forced change, I think, at the beginning yep. until you f- realize, wow, I'm really tapping into something beautiful.
0: Well, I think a lot of it has to go down to discipline, right? So if, it, if it's something that you've disciplined yourself to do, if it's, if it's 4.30 or if it's 3 or if it's, if it's 10 and you stay up until 3 a.m. or whatever, it's just a, a classif- classifying it as, as being disciplined in whatever your action is. But it was interesting. I, I did that research, and then I also Googled uh, Dolly Parton's net worth. Which is over five hundred million, and I'm going. Well, there's she doesn't something. have to get up at three a.m. Like she really, there's no. Net, but it's part of her her process. She's touched
1: into something that brings her peace. Yes, you know what I mean. Ooh. Like so, that is her her jam. Um, And to us where we're like, oh, I got to get up at this time to her. She's like, I get to get up at this time. And this is when the creativity flows. I will say even the reason why I fought with Mm -hmm. early morning is because I always had to wake up early. It was my job. Mm. So I always did morning radio. So when I first started radio in Virginia Beach, I would have to drive out. It's really like 35 to 45 minute drive, but it was through a tunnel in Virginia Beach. So it could shut down. So I would have to give myself an hour and a half to get there.
0: Yeah, because so you don't I, want to be late for radio. Don't, That's the worst. You can't
1: be late. And so then I complained about that. Yep. Come to Charlotte, had to wake up earlier. Got into TV news, had to wake up earlier. Started doing weather. I, my last job was doing weather on mm-hmm. TV. Had to be in at 1, be hair and makeup at 3, and we started at 4, started at 4.30 in the morning. So I swore up and down when I got out of this industry that I would not wake up, which is why I'm into my sleeping in the morning phase yeah. thing. But again, that's, that's the piece of you are regulating that time. Mm-hmm. And I've always, this is my little secret, Uh-oh. whenever I have to do public speaking, okay. I had to, cre- I had to um, create the speech. I had to create the presentation or let's say even a big test that you have. Yeah. I would always wake up early and study it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because that is the moment For all of us that our mind is alert and it soaks up everything, which is why you should be very protective of what you're opening your world up to. Maybe not necessarily NPR first thing in the morning. Maybe not necessarily seeing all the news. We're wired to do that, but you're pulling that into your space first thing when your your body, your mind is taking it all in. So I would actually give it stuff that I need to memorize, that I need to learn. And I would flow through every test and every presentation and every speech so gracefully because it was in my heart mm-hmm. just from waking up first thing in the morning and studying it. Hmm.
0: There's a lot to unpack in that, and I don't know if we have enough time, but it's very—that that is a very interesting concept. Why are you so positive and energetic?
1: I think I'm so positive and energetic because – I've had such a crazy upbringing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of us have, you know, we have stories, we have experiences that we've been through. I don't ever want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. I have been depressed. I have wanted to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I have wanted to, to just kind of give up. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, now that I have grasped that life does have so much more to offer, Mm -hmm. I try to focus on the positive. Yes, COVID has been horrible for a lot. A lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of companies, but there have still been a lot of great moments in it. And so I make a choice every day to focus on the positive. I make a choice. It is a choice, you know. And so I think I am so positive and energetic and fun, and I try to do these things because it's so easy not to. It's so easy to, to focus on darkness. It's so easy to complain it's actually a little bit harder um, to stay in the positive, and I think that um, we are all, we all are called to do that. You could walk past someone and just give them a smile, and you could change their day, change their day. So it's it's something that I've adapted as a calling. I would say for me,
0: hmm. it's it's interesting. I um, the you obviously you've been on the podcast before. I've seen you on social media. I've seen you around, and you're always just a firecracker of energy. And, you know, the, the, I guess the pessimistic side of me or the, the, uh, uh, the, the side of me that would look at the negative was like, okay, how much of that is a put on? How much of that is, is, well, that's just, that's the public Jacinda that she, the the persona that she portrays, but it's, you, you have a consistency about it, at least from what I've seen. Um, and so I'm, it's just interesting to me the decision to be that way or the decision to think on the positive versus to be uh, mired down in the negative because that, again, as you just said, is the easy. Yeah. You know? And and if staying positive all the time was easy, then everybody would be doing it. Yeah. It's not. So you know, how are you encouraging other people to do that as well? Or are you encouraging other people to do that because – you know, it, it does make a difference it, d- it makes a difference in the way that you interact with people it's, it makes a difference in when when you approach somebody of is this somebody that I want to to chat with communicate with to get connected with or they just kind of have this aura about them that's like eh let them be they seem you, to be oof. in the funk
1: you're saying so many great things so I I do want to be real <clears throat> I do have an off switch it is not 24/ 7 I my husband fly tie yeah is 24-7.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> that is the real truth. He is on a 1,000 all the time. He always wants to dance, make you laugh. He's, he's a pleaser. Mm-hmm. You know, it is innately in him to do anything. He has almost lost his job a couple times by trying to give someone else the whole world. Gotcha. And I'm like, you, you can't serve everyone in that way. Um, he's the real deal. I not so much okay. in that I do have an off switch because there is a lot of refueling into myself that I have to do to be able to pour into others. Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing is that means you you're seeing me and catching me on an on switch, you know. So for example, I may do the Hornets game, mm-hmm. but. Afterwards my switch is off because I've poured it all out mm-hmm. and I am on on empty. So you may not see the smiling J at that moment. Yeah, no. I got a crash when I do speeches or you know, you you've left it all out on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on fumes at that point and so I have to go regroup. So there is a lot of inner workings. There is a lot of the early rising, the devotion time, the mindfulness, meditation, walking, making sure that there's a balance of, you know, from working out to eating health. There is that regimen that for me has to happen so that I can be the Jacinda that I want to show up as at that moment, mm. because I do believe that. Um, there, I want to be a woman of substance. I want to be a woman that has so much more to give. I want to be real. I don't want to feel like I have to be put on with the makeup and the this and the that. Sure. I want to really have real deep conversations with people and, and help in any way that I can, but I can only do that when I'm showing up yeah. like that. So to your point, yeah, that is a Jacinda that's on. The mm-hmm. light switch is on, but I do have an off where I'm refueling and regrouping, and mental health is real. You know, it, I do have days that that I'll, I'll hear in my, in my mind say, who are you kidding? You mm-hmm. can't build this business. You can't. And I, it's like I'll allow myself to sit in it only for a minute, and the next day we got to get out. Like yeah. the reason why we're going to build it is because I'm making the choice to build it, and the world needs it. And it, you know what I mean? So I think we all have moments that do catch us and b- try to bring us down, and it's okay. I will always say this. Give yourself grace in that time, but then also get yourself out of it.
0: So you said something interesting. It's the Jacinda that you want to be. Yes. You And you specifically didn't say that you have to be when you're out in public or when you're on the stage or whenever you're you're doing whatever that is. It's the one that you want to be. And I think that's different than... The thing that people have created you to be, and now you've got to kind of fill that role. But the being intentional about it, but you do have to have that recharge. I was having a conversation; it's been months, months back with uh, somebody that were that were talking about that. It's like you you can be focused on doing this certain thing, and then all of a sudden it kind of falls off. Having an understanding of what those, it's almost like creating some milestones to kind of reset yourself. Going back and going okay, well, hold on a second. How did I get there? And what do I have to do to back my way out of it? It's like it's like tying little uh, ribbons to the trees when you go into the woods so that you can figure out how to get back out of it. Mm-hmm. Is that something that, from a refueling standpoint, that you're you're having to figure out?
1: Well, it, it started for me when I was doing morning radio here in Charlotte. I worked for 96.1 The Beat, Brother Fred's A.M. Mayhem. Right. And it was a morning show that was off the chain, crazy. All we did was laugh and joke. And we literally borderline crossed that line every day and almost got fired every day okay that was when I was completely invested in entertainment I would do and say mm-hmm. anything as risky and raunchy and crazy as it would be talk about how much money you know could someone pay me to have sex with XYZ gotcha and that's that was the lifestyle I was living and it was fine and it wasn't until I really started going to church for the first time mmhmm attending church. And I started realizing that there's so much power in this microphone. Mm -hmm. There is power. And people begin to hold on to every word that you're saying as truth. And I started realizing that I'm over here joking around. So I was portraying a character, but then I would go home and pray And I would go home and serve and I would be in the church like, please don't listen to our Sunday morning show because I was playing two different people. Mm -hmm. It was in that moment that I realized I wanted my two people to become a one person. I wanted to be that same person on the mic as I am at home. And what I said is I want to be a woman of substance. I remember that was my prayer. I want to be a person that when you speak, Yes, people hold on to what you're saying because you're helping them and encouraging them and inspiring them and motivating them to be the best version of themselves, which means you have to do that. And so as I started to kind of stray away from the crazy girl, Mm -hmm. I eventually was let go from that position because I no longer played that role. I wouldn't play that anymore. So where I am today, I pride myself on being real, on being vulnerable and saying, um, you know, for example, me and my husband are about to embark on IVF. Mm -hmm. I like to share the realness and the root because it's not all hornets and Mm -hmm. we're on TV and we're doing these commercials. That stuff is just my career and it's fun. Mm -hmm. But there's an inner workings that I think then unlocks relatability for people to really look at you and see that you're a real person. And so yes, I'd love to smile, I love to laugh, I love people in Charlotte, I love connection. But I love being real, as real as I can possibly be, which means saying it's been a hard year this year for me and my husband. And we're in grief counseling right now for the loss of our child. And mm-hmm. we are in and the grief counseling is also marriage counseling to make sure that I can support him through this time and that. Real. Yeah. So it's not always smiley, um, but I try my best to refuel myself, like you said, mm-hmm. do these different things that I know work for me, for my peace of mind and for balance so that I can help to inspire by saying it's okay to really be you. Yeah. Not just at work. Mm-hmm. Not just at home, but to really be you with all that that encompasses, and understand that there is a, a light switch that goes off that you just need to be by yourself sometimes and regroup, so you could go back out into the world.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've read a lot uh, about you know business leaders and you know very notable business leaders. Uh, there's there's one gentleman that I uh, follow a lot called his name's Michael Hyatt, and he does a 30 day uh, hiatus essentially every year, kind of as a reset. Um, and it, it's one of those things that he kind of in the business world, a lot of times it's, it's go, 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 go. You know, you don't have that time. I, I can't take this time off. You know, okay, I've got this vacation set, but Oh, this big client just said, Hey, let's have a meeting. Now I've got to figure out which, you know, what, who am, who am I going to let down type thing? Um, but having the ability to, to be intentional about that reset, if it's in the evenings every day, or if it's, you know, time off throughout the year or whatever the case may be, because you're con- if you're constantly pouring out, then you have to pour, You have to have some way to kind of repurpose or refuel. Um, and I can definitely definitely see that. Okay, so that handles that positive energy. I'm trying to look through my notes here because now I've I've just scribbled all over it, and I'm trying to figure out exactly because you just said a lot of stuff. The the power of the microphone is something interesting. I feel like we had a little bit of that conversation in the previous podcast. So I don't know if I want to go way down that path, but I think it's very may, maybe has some more substance even now um, because it's very true. If right now in social media, in life in general, everybody has a microphone, right? So you know, if you are on if you are on radio or broadcast or whatever, it does give you that little bit of elevated sense. Maybe you have a, a bigger market that you can reach. Now everybody has a microphone, so you're having to now be very selective in who you're listening to because that can influence your thoughts.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a thing called overstimulation, <laughs> which is why when you're on Instagram you see all those live buttons mm-hmm. that, that you know are, are going into effect and then you're scrolling and then this person just went live. Now you're in this person's live and you're watching this person's video. And so it's extremely, so you can be selective within seconds. Oh, this is boring. I don't want to watch this or this is awesome. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to, to really understand that there is power in what you're saying and putting out into the universe and that it does last forever, no matter what. And so as much fun as we're having, it might be sure. entertaining. Um, you, we can make one wrong turn and it can really kind of mess up what you've worked hard for. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you've been trying to build and, and definitely be selective of what it is that you're allowing into your space. So what I like to do is Put more out mm-hmm. than I'm taking in mm-hmm. on Instagram or Facebook. So I'm putting out information about, you know, uh, business tips or inspiration for stole, stolen lunches or ministry. I'm trying to put out, put out. And I may only allow myself to scroll through a few things before I require myself to get off because it's in the scrolling that you're starting to pick up and pull things from everywhere Mm -hmm. and you can get lost. You'll lose time. You'll lose everything. Um, waste time doing that. So you have to be very selective of what you're putting out and what you're taking in.
0: Just a reminder, you're listening to the coffee break podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. If that answered your question. No, it's very, very... <laughs> i sure
1: that I, answered it.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't really even ask a question. I just kind of prompted it up. But it's very good information. And even in the sense that, um, you know, even screen time monitoring and all that stuff, it's a very, very interesting fact. I, I pay attention to a lot of other folks that are putting content out. And that is seemingly the rule that they follow is if they are... Amassing the audience and following that they are. They're spending more time creating than they are consuming, but yet there's a lot of people out there spending more time consuming. So that's, that's maybe this to be a whole another side conversation. Okay. Um, this year for you, you, you've already kind of alluded to it. And I know you've got a, a Masterminds uh, event coming up, which I want to get into uh, in just a minute. But for you... you know, I, I thought about this a lot, and I, I've I've watched this year for our business. It's been different this year. Uh, it you know we didn't it, we didn't suffer any major major downturn. It was it was about flat. We did not experience the growth that we wanted that we had positioned ourselves for. But we didn't we didn't completely go backwards. We ha- didn't have to lay off anybody. You know, mm-hmm. we, all of those things were were good. But then I started looking at these other industries, restaurants. You know, uh and a lot of entertainment venues and things of that nature, that's just crumbling. And, you know, you and Fly Tie were some of the folks that I thought about over time. And it's like, you know, you guys were event host and that just that just goes away. You know, unless you can figure out some way to pivot and adapt, you know, that just goes away. You guys were doing the Hornets games, which season ended early. Um, not because they anyways, this season ended early. <laughs>
1: We didn't want to talk bad about, you know, but it just was bad for us. Well, but
0: but all of those things, yeah. right? Yeah. So now you guys are sitting here having to kind of reassess a lot of things. So what has 2020 been like for you guys just as a family, as 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 entrepreneurs this this year?
1: Man, 2020 was the year of pivots. Yeah. Right. We all were like pivoting around what is gonna work for us in 2020. And yes, we host a lot of events. Mm-hmm. And so for the most part, we live out of our car <laughs> in bags, because mm-hmm. it's like I'm in this branded t shirt for this speaking event, and then I'm in a, in a gown or a dress for this gala, for mm-hmm. this fundraising event. And so every day we were hosting numerous things, and it halted and stopped completely. And so we had to regroup and say, well, what are we going to do? And here's the thing that a lot of people don't know is we've always had side businesses because mm-hmm. in our industry, especially being on radio, you always have another thing that you're pushing. Mm-hmm. Like that just – it comes with the territory. Yeah. So it forced us to move into our side businesses, and we finally – Thank the Lord, finally had time to invest in it. Yeah. Finally had time to get the wheels rolling. And so all of our businesses now have flourished and taken off in such a beautiful way mm-hmm. that now I have kind of made the decision not to go back out into the hosting world as drastically as I was before. Fly Ty still loves that space and he has been hosting, some virtual, some in person. But um for me. I really love the businesses. And I feel like that's kind of where we should have been the whole time, but I always would have thrown that on the back burner because I had all these other events I needed to go speak for.
0: So a disruption caused you to refocus your energy. Now, here's the question that I was going to ask you about that is what – because I I don't know. I follow this this line of thought all the time. It's like, man, this thing happened. We should have been doing that all along. But then I like to retrace my steps and go, well, had it not happened for this – then it wouldn't have led to that, led to that. So uh, of that, the experiences that you had previous, did that build on, uh, I guess, were you able to take lessons from from your your hosting experiences and all the other things to then go, okay, these are things that we know work and don't work to refocus that back into your other ventures?
1: Yeah, because to your point, you don't want to completely close that door of pre-COVID Yeah. Um, because I, I don't want to move everything to virtual, for example, sure. because... I don't want to say this, but lo and behold, what if what if Internet just shot down? You know what I mean? So you don't want to now say, oh, I'm going to take away all live events and move everything to this. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of still need to be able to sprinkle. There was a reason why we were doing that before. And we will be able to, you -hmm. know, go back to that again one day soon. But for us, kind of like you guys, the the story we were sharing of, you know, all of these amazing upgrades and and the high quality, you know, content that you guys are pushing out now um, for us. Last year there were some some things that were stirring, for, and I'll give Flytie uh, as an example. Flytie has been cutting hair for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. He started as a kid. Yep. his mom couldn't afford to take him and his brothers to the barber shop, yep. so she gave she bought them one set of clippers and said, "Y'all figure it out, okay?" <laughs> so here they are, kids. Uh, And they started cutting each other's hair and then kids started coming to the house and they started cutting in the garage. And so they started a business when they were in high school, a full-fledged business. They had a couple brick and mortars. He's always cut hair. That is his trade, Mm -hmm. you know, but being in the barbershop and doing characters and jokes led him to radio. So he's never stopped. So he's always been paying and renting a booth rent, not owning anymore, but doing booth rent so he can cut people's hair in between Hornets games. Very cool. What happened is last year, something started stirring in him and saying, I don't know if I want to be in this space. There's something else. And so my business mind of what I come in, I like to see when someone says, I got lemons and I make lemonade. There you go. And I said, well, let's turn you into a mobile barber, a mobile luxury barber. So now... Right. Okay. See where I'm going? This was last year. He yeah. took on his first clients in May and June. Mm-hmm. I fought with fly tie because he wanted to charge the same amount that you pay for in the barbershop, mm-hmm. which is typically $20 a haircut. Yep. I said, first of all, you're fly tie. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you're now doing the convenience of coming to your home. And so, you know, for months and months, I had to kind of scream at him to, to up his charges. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I don't know. He had clients. People loved him mm-hmm. because now he's moved, he's coming into. He had attorneys. Mm-hmm. He would go into their office. He mm-hmm. had doctors or dentists. He would go into their office. He had people that had their own barbers set up in their homes. He's reaching a different sure. clientele. Yeah. So when COVID hit, no one really wanted to go into the barbershop. His business went through the roof. Mm-hmm. He told me today, I just had to up my prices again for the fifth time. Yeah. He is, for a haircut from fly is over $100 Oh, now. wow. Yeah. So that's what I mean by, like, it was kind of already set before, mm-hmm. but he didn't see it. And then when this happened, it exploded. He stumbled into something that, that people really wanted to say, hey, come cut my hair and my kid's hair, but we don't want to go to the barbershop. We'll pay the extra money for you to come and do an amazing job. So,
0: okay, this is so totally off conversation, but it, it's a very good concept. I had a conversation with my barber back, similar concept, except outfitting a van, right? Is is this the path you guys are going down?
1: We almost did. So there are people in major metropolitan areas that do that, okay? And we've already, uh, Flytie sent it to me, and I I shot it down because I don't want any overhead. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was like, no. So we have a whole setup that we do when we go to someone's home, how you set up, how you break down, how you do all that, but that is genius, and no one is doing it in Charlotte. I mean, the mobile (laughs) (laughs) mobile dog
0: groomers are out there, but you could, so here was the theory that I gave this individual that I was talking to, is you pull up into a, a business, park just like this, you say, hey, Lockdoc security. I'm gonna be here on Tuesdays. You've got because scheduling and going to. And this is my my situation is I can never get a, an appointment whenever I want one. It's like ah, I've got a I've got a time now. Let's do it. But having anyways. Okay,
1: I, we'll trust me, track. I understand. But that. Tell them yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I've seen some extremely luxury, you know, the tinted outfit. I'm all, just telling like, you. Yeah, I've seen it. And it would be it would be worth it. It is changing the way men get their hair cut. Mm-hmm. I have witnessed some awesome, aw- awesome experiences because I see men not even needing haircuts, but booking fly tie because mm. there's something that is happening in that conversation and oh, that yeah. one-on-one time. Oh yeah. I mean, we got the essential oils, man, we got the candles, <laughs> we got the massages, we got the facials. It is happening right now. It's more of the
0: experience, less of the haircut. It is all of the
1: experience. They say it's more than a haircut. That's the tagline Mm. that the men are starting to use. And I'll say none of that would have really happened if we were still hosting because he would have still been doing this on the side.
0: Oh, sure. It would have
1: been like a whatever throwaway, I'll come cut your hair type of thing versus now it's a whole system. And now it needs to make sense if I'm coming to host your thing, is it going to compete with the clients that I have? What
0: am know? I taking away yeah. from?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening now, which is a good problem to have.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So you've got some of those things that have opened up, uh, and then you obviously you had a book released. You've got it sitting in front of you uh, that we talked about when you were here before. What has that led to? Because that seems to be, I mean, uh, there seems to be, and you were doing a lot of live events around that as well. How has that changed? What is is the latest with Uniquely Qualified?
1: It's so crazy. I just want to share with anyone that when you have something in you, I don't care how dumb the idea feels like, just step out on it because – The book stemmed from me leaving full-time television and not really knowing what was out there. I just knew that there was greater inside of me. I wanted to figure out what the next level of my career would look like. I feel like I kind of plateaued. I was either going to go to network after that or stay here in Charlotte. And so I just started journaling and and it turned into this book. I launched the book in 2017. I still have it today because I still have people saying, I'm reading your book for the third time. Oh, wow. I'm buying another edition of your book because all the pages are frayed. I, you know, I highlighted everything, which means that I don't know what's the most important thing nugget I'm taking out of this book. So this turned into a business when it started in, it was started at the end of 2018 as a business, I have two business partners that have completely sold out completely for uniquely qualified and us having a whole mission to pursue purpose, to help you pursue your purpose, whatever it looks like. We're not meant to just work a job and die. We're not meant to just have a mediocre life. We're not meant to just, to just, I need this job because I need this check. No, like, There are unique gifts and talents in you, Mm -hmm. and if you spend that time in self-discovery getting to know those things, there is real impact and real profitability behind that when you step out and do that. Mm -hmm. So this journal that turned into a book that now turned into a business started off when I first sat with you. I was like, we're going to travel all over. We're going to do conferences. We're going to sell out Spectrum Center Arena. We're going to get people excited about digging in deeper, doing the inner workings, and figuring out your purpose and becoming profitable in Mm -hmm. that we had to stop everything. We had a three-day conference planned for this year. We had so much stuff planned for this year. And so we we took it all online. We had monthly events we were doing. And so instead of just saying, oh, follow your purpose, we've gotten more streamlined to say, when we figure out that purpose, let's help you make it profitable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me take you from saying, you know, for me, example, I like public speaking and I like, you know, a purpose journey, but I want to help you pursue yours. So let's put a package behind that and let's put a price behind it. And when the second I did that, Mm -hmm. the second I did that, I started seeing people say, oh, I love to bake. And now we have clients that were helping launch their business into baking so that they're actually planning to leave their job Mm -hmm. and become a baker full time. (laughs) I have chefs. I have home decor. I have this woman that does couponing. I ha- I mean, the list goes on and on of everyone that's sitting on something. Yeah. Maybe it was a hobby. Maybe you do hair on the side. Maybe, and it really kind of stemmed from me helping Flytie when Flytie became extremely profitable in doing what he loves to do, his first love. Mm-hmm. I said, Oh my gosh. So what we've done is, instead of just the inspiring and fun stuff, yep. we focused on the back end, which is, let me really help you. And so I, I do a lot of teachings for free, because first of all, it's not mine to keep. Sure. Someone taught me, yeah. so I like to give my stuff for free, mm-hmm. but for that person that was just like me in 2014, mm-hmm. that says, I know there's more, I want to help you, and I put a package behind that, and I put a price, you pay my price, and I help you get there.
0: Sure. Okay, so... I was, I, I've got a couple of buddies in the industry that own businesses very similar in size. Um, one is in Canada and one is up in, uh, in, in Minnesota. And we, were, we, we recorded a podcast episode a couple of weeks back, and one of the lines in there is a little nugget, and it's kind of stuck with me. Everybody can have ideas. The difference between people that have ideas and the people that are successful with them are, is all in the execution.
1: Yeah. Oh my right? gosh. Right.
0: And and that's exactly what you just described was you gotta you've got the idea. Okay. Yeah. You can cut hair. That's great. Okay. But you suck at the business side of it. So I'm going to help you get to that part. Right. And it's you can start to help people because you are able to see the mechanics behind how you can bring something to life versus just having the passion. The passion is great. But now if you can put the mechanics behind it, it's going to turn into something.
1: Oh, my Lord. So here's the thing. I don't want to step on anyone's toes right here, but there's a couple different types of people that I work with. The one is the person that has ideas for days, Mm -hmm. never moves on a single one of them. And you've been at the same job for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. saying since day one that you can't wait to quit and leave it. Sure. It's like I meet these people all, hate their job, hate everything, but have ideas out the wazoo, but never just chose one to run with. Sure. You always got to start with one. Focus mm-hmm. on the one. You will be able to allow and, and blend in a lot of these other ideas as you grow, but you got to start with the one. The other, I, the other type of person is someone who has kind of taken a few steps out. But here's the thing with entrepreneurship. We have a zone of genius. Mm -hmm. You do have that thing that you're good at. You do have that gift. You do have that thing that you like. But there's always going to be other aspects of the business building that you're not going to be good at. But you have to take that step. And here's the thing. You can waste time. You can waste money trying to figure out and learn it on your own. Or you can go straight to someone else who's already done it and say, can I pay you Mm -hmm. to help me?
0: Fast track this. Right.
1: Right. And so that's kind of my biggest thing is that I, for example, when I started a nonprofit years ago, I was like, it was just me, mm-hmm. just this Bible study and me doing everything and me saying, well, I'm going to watch these YouTube things and I'm going to read these books and I'm going to all that stuff. Well, I, I wasted a lot of time sure. yep. and, and, and our business plateaued. Mm-hmm. But the second I I went to someone and said, you've done this and mm-hmm. you've grown your ministry to this level and this magnitude Not just a mentor, because a mentor is phenomenal, but typically a mentor doesn't have the availability and the consistent availability to meet with you and pour into you. You kind of got to catch them whenever, Mm -hmm. and it'll get few and farther between, you kind of got to put your money where your mouth is and say, hey, I will, like, if I pay you this, now can you meet up with me and hold me accountable? It's not just the doing, it's the accountability of saying, I'm going to have this done by this date and meeting it so that we can grow and move to the next step. That's business growth. And that's the part that a lot of people are missing. You have this idea and you're good at it and you have people around you saying, hey, I would pay you. Like, can this be a business? You know, you may, you may have just been furloughed or laid off, but you're sitting on a gold mine within yourself. Like, invest in someone who can help you get there, yep. and let's hold ourselves accountable and do the work. Not just sit on an idea, but do it. Mm. Do it.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I get passionate. I'm no, sorry. It, As you can tell, I'm like... <laughs> it,
0: it's, it's so true. Uh, the The mentoring is great having a paid for accountability coach, whatever you want to call it, it's the difference between mediocrity and success. And uh, I'm a firm believer in it. So the I was I was thinking through this process of an analogy of kind of pointing out the hole because that's essentially what what somebody is is doing. Right. Uh, Aaron, who's sitting on the other uh, side of the wall over there is a big runner. And uh, occasionally we go for a run around this area. And one of the things that has stuck out to me is he one is constantly saying, Okay, you know, this is our pace, this is where we're going, but and he's gonna kinda help you stay in, in a pattern. But the other interesting thing is when he's running in front, he goes, There's a hole, there's a hole, watch that ledge, keep your toes up and he'll point out the uh, the so things good. that you may miss when you're focused on something else. And a, I think a good business coach in that aspect or somebody that's going to help you achieve those goals is going to say, hey, I've, I've, I've been through this path before. <laughs> Watch for that hole. It's gonna it's gonna swallow you up. It's gonna sprain your ankle. You're gonna have an issue. Let me help you with this process. So so
1: good. That's yeah. a great analogy. I, I think so good.
0: I think that that's a big part of it. So you have a, a mastermind's course coming up to kind of bring all these things together. What it, tell me a little bit about that so that you know if if somebody's in this mindset of going well that's me. I need somebody to help me out with that. What is what is that going to do for you?
1: Yeah, our pivot for 2020 went from doing these big conferences to really taking everything online, and we've been working with some phenomenal clients mm-hmm. that all have one business concept. So different ideas. of of businesses or things you would like to do. Or two, maybe you've actually worked on this as a hobby for many, many years. And you're like- you know, what am I waiting for? Maybe this quarantine is the time for me to see if I have what it takes to take it to the next level. So one, we started um, a Facebook group this year, which is just full of thriving entrepreneurs. Some Mm -hmm. people that haven't necessarily launched out yet, they're trying to figure out their purpose. And two, for people who do have businesses and are like really trying to reach next level. in it. So that is a community that you should be in One, because we need to be surrounded with people that are having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So, for example, me, I'm in business groups where people are talking – projecting a million, two million, three million network at Mm -hmm. the end of the year because I need to be stretched. I'm not there yet, Mm -hmm. but I need to be having those constant conversations so that it becomes normal for me and real and tangible for me. So that's the first thing is inviting you into a space where you're having conversations that are challenging you. Where you're seeing other people talk about things that need to be normalized for you. Mm -hmm. So that's why we do a five day mastermind to put you in this group. I think currently on last check we had 172 people signed up for it I want to get to 500 by January 4th because I want you to be engulfed in a group of people that are like, I don't know, I'm a little weary about stepping out on this or trying this because when everyone's in that space and we start challenging you and giving you homework and giving you work and teaching you, Mm -hmm. you are going to be so inspired. It's going to light such a fire under you. And together, everyone's going to be like, let's do this. And you just have such a supportive community. So we pivoted a little deeper in that we decided to to not necessarily run away from our faith yep my business is called Uniquely Qualified because you've already been qualified in a unique way to walk into your purpose. You have through yep. your experiences, through what you know, through what you like, through what you you know enjoy doing. Um, but for us, when I stepped out in 2014 and started journaling and trying new things, it was a spiritual journey for me. Sure. And so I wouldn't want to take that away from someone else because I was scared of sponsors walking away from me or scared that I would isolate people or whatever. We made the choice this year to create a space that's, for faith-based yeah. coaching needs, for fit, for Christian entrepreneurs, men and women who want to take a spiritual journey into entrepreneurship. So basically starting on January 4th, every single day at lunchtime, we are teaching. So for example, the first day I'm teaching on sustainable business growth, which is How can you take this business idea? Mm -hmm. But let's work it backwards. If you just said, hey, I love sewing and I like creating these hats with little bunny ears, that's awesome. But, like, where is the demand for that that's going to keep you sustainable long term? I need you to come to me and say – Here's what the world needs right now. And this is how I'm going to take my unique gifts and talents to help provide solutions Mm -hmm. for that. That's going to help me through any pandemic, any recession, any issue. Because to your point, live events kind of stopped. So how can we be creative in stepping out and building something that's going to work through any of those issues? So that's like. For example, day one. But part of my team, I have um, a a coach who's all about branding and marketing. Everything that she does is specializing in the new trends and where you need to be for your business. And another one of our coaches is sales. She's all about money. Like, she's about bottom dollar. She's like, you're not going to do this unless it's going to be everything she does comes down to money because I'm about, I want to give everything. And she's like, no, 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 ma'am. We're not going to give that. (laughs) You're going to put a price tag on that. So we just like teaching and giving. And I think out of that, free experience from January 4th to the 8th at noon, you can then decide if you're at that place to want to invest in something more, and from there we launch Implement, which is a six-month coaching program where we go. have free, we have teachings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of coaching, plus the Implement Day that we literally hold you accountable and walk you from point A to point Z of launching your business and becoming full-time in it.
0: There you go. That that is very exciting. Is that's that's what a lot of people struggle with, and I think we've 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 highlighted that. I, I'll give you uh, kind of another example just to tag on. If anybody is interested in something like this. The value of, and I, I talk about this a lot, value of community, value of accountability. So at the beginning of, of this COVID uh, situation, the, the quarantine, the pandemic that started, I think it was March 24th, uh, we, we were looking at going, I, we have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just posted out a video and said, if you're interested, like, I'm going to be hosting a daily Zoom call Because I just want to talk to other business owners, because I I don't know what in the world is getting ready to happen. And out of that, we launched this group called businessmeeting.online. And we we have about 60 folks that are participants in it. Um, And on a regular basis, we have about 15 to 20 businesses that come in. And we do two calls a week that last about two hours each time. So I spend a lot of time on it. For for about six months, we were uh, five days a week for about two hours a day. So about 10 hours a week.
1: Oh my of, gosh.
0: of just going okay, where are we at in our business and what are we going to do? Um and and where it sits right now, there's businesses on there that are sub 1 million all, all the way up to over 10 million in annual revenue and everybody's just kind of digging in and pouring in going let's we just really need to build a foundation for our business better. And so we're going through these actionable things of fundamental business practices and just kind of reassessing that. And every single person that's involved in that, their businesses are better right now than they were last year at this time, just of the fact that you, you don't go a week without being held accountable for doing something or making progress, you know, book clubs, things of that nature that we're just trying to encourage each other for personal growth that translates into our I can literally
1: do cartwheels right now I mean (laughs) it it is it's so genius what you created just by saying hey who wants to do this zoom because that is how you grow it is in that space that you guys are having these brainstormings of like I'm thinking about doing this and someone else can say let me warn you don't ever do that I wasted so much time or I wasted so much money don't do this but if you did want to try it this way and you could say aha you know it is it took me I don't say that when I'm talking about coaching, the reason why I'm saying that is because it took me years to figure that out because I am tight. Let me tell you, yeah. I'm tight with my money. Yeah. I do not spend a dollar. flytie literally, like he does shopping for me. Mm-hmm. I will wear the same stuff all the time. I'm very, I'm so tight and I had to get to the root of like why I'm tight with money. Sure, sure. That's a whole nother conversation <laughs> on another day.
0: We'll unpack that one later.
1: That's a whole, that's a good one because money mindset is really big, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until a couple years ago, again, as I'm spinning my wheels, all these little businesses and yep. I'm willing to work and host other people's events, mm-hmm. but not really willing to do the deep work on my businesses. And I didn't understand why. But the second I started spending big dollars on in investing other people to say, can you look at my business and can you help me? And they will blow my mind. You need to do this, 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 this. It's like, I got all my money back two and three times. Yeah. From literally going to someone else who's already paved the way, from being willing to have those conversations, being vulnerable and saying, can you help me? It has changed my life yeah. for real. So if you're holding back thinking you could do it yourself, you would be blown away the second you get into a community where you can have these conversations, bounce things off the wall and really have someone assigned to you and assigned to your success. It It'll take you to new levels you, you can't even imagine.
0: Makes a huge difference. Well, uh, this is my journal for this year. I started taking notes uh, on many, 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 many Zoom calls, and I've got lots of things You're in here. You're almost filled up. So this will, be, uh, <laughs> this will be my uniquely qualified book in a couple of years, hopefully. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, It's always exciting to have you here, not just because of your positive energy and your excitement, but because of what you bring to the table. So I thank you for doing that. Uh, Real quick, if they want to find out more about uh, the the masterminds and all that, where would they go? And we'll obviously link it.
1: Below. yeah please sign up um, please sign up now it's I am uniquely qualified com so I kind of have a little I am statement for you you're speaking it over your life I am uniquely qualified yes 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 so it, and there's a little button that'll say five day mastermind there for you but it is free so invite everybody in your network that you think needs this. We've put a lot of time into our teaching, so every single day you will receive, um, right at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a downloadable workbook that will walk you through the lesson that we're going to teach, and at noon we go live in that group, and everyone is just kind of going crazy, going ham on all the information that we're talking about teaching, and um, it starts January 4th, so right after the new year, but we're going to give you a lot of value, a lot of content leading up to that, just getting you prepared for that time, but I am uniquely qualified.com, get connected, follow us on social too. I am Uniquely Qualified and look forward to helping you get your business to the next level.
0: Well, again, Jacinda, thank you very much for being here. As always, we enjoy it and you're welcome anytime. And especially if you need to bring fly tie back because I may need a haircut. Um, friends and family discount, hopefully. If this is your first time watching or listening to the podcast, we ask you to subscribe. We've got over 100 other episodes for you to check out with just such information, business ideas, practices, and strategies, trying to encourage folks, trying to share hopeful, helpful information to uh, help you make good decisions or maybe some new information that'll help you in your business or whatever you're working on. So make sure you subscribe because we have a brand new episode every Tuesday at 9 a.m. You can find out more by visiting lockdoc.net slash podcast. Click the subscribe button. Video is available on YouTube and Facebook. Just search LockDoc, L-O-C, D-O-C, and podcast. You'll find it there. We'll see you next time right here on the Coffee Break Podcast.